Episode 110-110, you've got it. Four lessons from a chance meeting in a hotel lobby. You're listening to The Game Changers with Jason Jennings. Leadership lessons in speed, productivity, growth, innovation, and reinvention. Now, here's worldwide best-selling author and speaker, Jason Jennings, and your host, Dale Dixon. And welcome to The Game Changers, the podcast dedicated to leading highly principled people to their full potential. I'm your host, Dale Dixon. And this is, like I said, the podcast uh, that is really about changing the game for your business and your personal life. Jason Jennings is a New York Times, Wall Street Journal, USA Today bestselling author of eight books on leadership, growth, innovation, speed, reinvention. Jason, great to be with you. Uh, Dale, great to be back with you. And uh, so we're going to dive right in. Happy holidays to everybody. If you're listening to this podcast fresh on the feed, uh, but uh, you were in a hotel recently and you had a meeting with a remarkable person. Tell me about the, tell me the story. All right. So the story is uh, I was in Chicago last week uh, doing a speech and uh, I was staying in this uh, beautiful five-star hotel in downtown Chicago where they put me up. And Chicago last week was uh, five below zero, and the wind chill factor was 35 below zero. So there wasn't much venturing out of the hotel. And I I think the only reason you want to stay in a five-star hotel is if you're with someone to enjoy it uh, or if you're on vacation or holiday or something. And so finally I thought, you know what, I'm uncomfortable here. I I just – I don't don't like this place. And uh, I'm going to check out and I'm going to go to my favorite hotel. And and people are going to laugh when they hear this uh, because I've stayed in thousands of hotels over the years. And one of my very favorite hotels is a Radisson Hotel, a three-story, low-slung, kind of old Radisson Hotel out by uh, the Chicago O'Hare Airport. And my reasoning was, let's get out of downtown in this, in this five-star place. Let's go out there and spend $120 or $130 a night uh, of my own money for a room. I'll be closer to the airport. The weather is horrible, and I just like this hotel. And it's, uh, there's a German word, uh, Gemütlichkeit. Uh, there's, there's a comfort about this hotel. And, uh, and I was proven right. So here's what happens. So I get a lift car and the lift car drives me out to the Radisson. Now I've not been there for six or seven months. I walk in the lobby and uh, the young man behind the front desk says, uh, Mr. Jennings, welcome back. We haven't seen you for a while. And you know, those are very nice words to hear. Mr. Jennings, welcome back. Uh, the fact that I was remembered. So I made my way to my room. I exercised in the gym, watched some television that night. The next morning, I went down for breakfast. Uh, Breakfast is included, uh, which I love. And uh, suddenly, somebody's tapping me on my shoulder, and I hear, Mr. Jennings. And I turn around, and it's Kai, the general manager. And I'm thinking, I know why I love this place. Everybody is just so friendly. The hotel works like all the incredible moving parts of a clock working uh, perfectly together. And so I had a delightful time uh, chatting with Kai. And so then I'm preparing to leave the hotel and I thought, oh, there's one more thing I want to tell the general manager. So he comes back out to the lobby and we're chatting for a couple of minutes and wishing each other a a good holiday season. And uh, I step outside the hotel uh, because I'm going to catch the courtesy shuttle in about 15 or 20 minutes. And uh, this man is standing next to me and he had heard the conversation with Kai in the lobby. And You know, I said, hi, how are you? Kind of cold. And I said, where are you headed? And he said, well, I'm I'm actually here. I'm going to the airport to pick somebody up. I'm the owner of the hotel. 
And I said, you are? He didn't look like what I expected the owner of the hotel to look like at all. And I said, well, listen, let me tell you that I really love your hotel. He said, well, I was very intrigued by the conversation you were having with my general manager. So his name is Steve Bader. Steve Bader, it turns out, is the owner of uh, a dozen hotels, uh, Radisson's, Hampton Inn's, Holiday Inn's, and Hilton's. And his company, United Hospitality Resource Management, also consults hotels all around the country in sales, management, marketing, and food and beverage. And so we perhaps had a 15-minute conversation. And I remember the way it started. I said, well, how long have you had this property? And he said, well, like 20 years. And I said, wow, so you're really into the money now. And he said, well, I wish. He said, we're just about to begin a, a huge renovation here too. And I said, well, tell me a little bit about your story. I mean, is this the only hotel you own? He said, no, uh, I've got a, a dozen more. And so you know me, Mr. Curiosity, I just start asking him to tell me the story. And so with five minutes left before the courtesy shuttle is going to come, I said, uh, look, um, how have you pulled off incredible five-star service at the Radisson O'Hare? Uh, you're not a Ritz-Carlton. I mean, you're not a Hyatt. How have you pulled off something which is so elusive uh, to so many other hotel properties? And how have you gone from one hotel to a dozen hotels? And he looked at me and he said, there are four reasons. He said, number one, he said, if you're going to make the guests happy, you have to have happy people. He said, rule number one here is we give people loads and loads of acknowledgement. We give lots of acknowledgement. People know that they're appreciated and loved. He said, number two, uh, everybody has got to make their crust. He said, you have to compensate people fairly. You have to compensate people well. You don't want them to leave. He said, number three, as he said, I make it a point as the owner. Now think of how many hundreds and hundreds of employees he has. He said, I make it a point to know what everybody who works for us is trying to achieve, where they want to end up, what they want to be one day. And he said, and the reason we grow, which is point number four, is he said, we have to grow and we have to keep growing to be able to accommodate the wishes and the desires of people who come to work for us. He said, so if somebody comes to work for us as a front desk clerk, they're not going to stay in that job. I mean, for 20 or 30 years, they're going to want to get into food and beverage. They're going to want to get into housekeeping, become a head housekeeper. Uh, they're going to want to become an assistant manager. They're going to want to become a duty manager. They're going to want to become a general manager. And he said, so what we have to do is he said, we always have to know what all of our people want, what they're trying to achieve. And we've got to be growing enough to stay ahead of them so that we won't lose them. So they're going to stay with us. So I, I was thinking, so I got in the courtesy shuttle, Dale, and I thought, you know, those four things sound so simple, and they are, but they are so elusive in most companies. Number one, are you giving people loads and loads of acknowledgement? One of the things I've discovered about millennials is they want to be thanked. They want to be acknowledged uh, for everything they do. So Steve Bader has cracked the code on that. Number two, you got to compensate people well. And, and if your business model doesn't allow you to do that, then you better get another business model. We talked about that a few weeks ago. Number three, always know what your people want to achieve, where they want to end up, what they want to be one day. And then number four, you have to grow. You have to stay ahead of them. 
Otherwise, you're going to be constantly churning people over and over and over again. So I'm sure this is only the first time you're going to hear about Steve Bader because I've already made plans to fly back to Chicago and have a lunch with Steve Bader. And I want to spend a few hours with him because I want to find out the rest of this incredible story. So Steve Bader has not sat through one of one of your events they have nope. okay nope. So, because i'm going back to to uh one of your speeches and you ask the audience how many of you want a better tomorrow for yourself your family and your friends a better tomorrow than today and every hand goes up every hand goes up and and the question is now when do you want that and everybody shouts out now now <laughs> Which is really the heart, excuse me, of what we're talking about here and what Steve is doing with his people. He knows that they want better tomorrows. He knows what that tomorrow means for them, i.e. know what they want to achieve in their life. He knows that his, and we've talked about this, and I'm trying to think of the name. Of, uh, it's a bank in upper in Wisconsin, right? Where The, the River Valley Bank. River, River Valley, Valley Bank. Bank. Based in Wausau, Wisconsin. Todd mm-hmm. Nagel, the CEO, yes. And Archer Electronics is another one we've talked about. You've got to yes. grow in order to make this possible for your people. A growth mindset. Uh, exactly. Uh, or said another way, you have to stay ahead of the hopes and dreams of everybody that works for you if you want to have a chance to keep them. But now, so those are four simple things, Dale. But, you know, simple is sometimes pretty complicated uh, because we just don't do it. And I mean, I I think this speaks, I I just fell in love with this guy. I just love this guy's personality, his low-key demeanor. Uh, I, I, I was just so impressed. And so, uh, again, I, I, I've said this on many podcasts. So those four things are, which I'll ask you to repeat in a moment are just common sense. But unfortunately the most common thing about common sense is how uncommon common sense is in most businesses. I, I love how, uh, how it just verifies, authenticates everything that we've spent 109 episodes talking about. And you were able to do it in the course of a 15 minute conversation with and, uh, with somebody, yes. and 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 that's one of the other lessons um, uh, that I would like to share with people. Uh, people always ask me, wh- wh- "Where do your stories come from? I mean, how do you bump into all of these things?" And you know, I'm in the back of a Uber car or back of a Lyft card, and I I ask the driver, uh, "Tell me your story. Is this the only thing you do? What else do you do? Where are you from? Tell me your story." Uh, and Always put yourself out there because what I, what I promise you is there's a wonderful life lesson and a wonderful story to be learned every single day if you'll just have – if you'll let the curiosity that you have come out and extend yourself to someone and say, hi, I'm Jason. Who are you? And a couple of minutes later, you'll be talking like you've been friends for years and years and years. Everybody is always looking for that warm human connection. That is a fantastic story from a remarkable person. So those those four areas, again, if you're thinking, uh, if you're an employer, if you run the show, think about how are you showing appreciation and acknowledgement to everybody. Uh, take a look at your compensation. You better be compensating people well. If you can't, then there's something broken in your business model. Do you have a do you know what your people want to achieve in their lives so that then you are growing to make that happen, growing the business on a daily basis? So those are the four areas. Uh, that was, 
great conversation. Thank you for sharing that, Jason. Anything else? Any uh, final words for us? Uh, yeah. While I was in Chicago for that speech, uh, I had all kinds of people coming up to me with their copies of the reinventors asking for autographs. And it turns out that the company had purchased a copy for everyone. And, uh, and people were telling me, uh, you know, in chapter four, you did this in chapter three, you did this in chapter one. I love this. And I thought, wow, you know, sometimes you're so focused on your most current book, the high speed company or the book I'm just beginning to write right now th- that you forget about that. So, uh, January, is generally a, a time for people to embrace change. It's a it's a fresh start. It's beginning all over again. Uh, if if those are the things that you want to do, get a copy of the Reinventors. You will find it immensely helpful. As somebody told me last week, he said, "I'm going to have this with me always. This is my Bible for change." Hmm. Fantastic. Thank you for that. And we definitely wish our listeners and Jason. I wish you a great New Year. We've got. Uh, Fantastic things coming in 2017. It's going to be a tremendous year. So Jason Jennings is the author who USA Today calls one of the three most in-demand business speakers in the world. To find out how you can arrange to have Jason keynote your next event or leadership conference and learn about his fees and availability, be sure to check out the website, jason-jennings.com. Click on the contact button. Follow the instructions right there. This is the podcast dedicated to leading highly principled people to their full potential. Make your business great. You've been listening to The Game Changers, leadership lessons in speed, productivity, growth, innovation, and reinvention with business thought leader, best-selling author, and keynote speaker, Jason Jennings. Read Jason's most recent New York Times bestseller, The Reinventors, and visit his website at jason-jennings.com.